The word vulnerability comes up quite a bit. Vulnerability. Unfortunately, a lot of people associate it with being hurt. If I make myself open and vulnerable, then I make myself open to be hurt. And it is unfortunate, and that does happen and go with being open and vulnerable, that it does open a door to allow oneself to be hurt. It's taking a risk. And most of us have had life experience where we have been hurt, and so we've learned or we've been conditioned to shut down and to close down. And in that closing down, though, we don't allow ourselves then to also be open to other aspects. In this case, of course, we talk about those qualities of God. Because when we're so busy trying to protect ourselves so we don't get hurt anymore, that we also keep that door closed to the loving, the accepting, the caring, the joy and the peace, the grace, the abundance, the freedom, all the different qualities that we could ever describe God with. Those are all expressions of that essence of loving. And all we have to do is open ourselves and make ourselves available. And we will have the experience. And therein lies the challenge because we've been so conditioned and have been so hurt. We find it hard to open once again now to really trust and have faith that now maybe can be a different experience, that maybe we really can begin to experience more of those qualities of God rather than those qualities of abuse and pain and separation. And so it's a risk. It's a risk to be vulnerable. And I know vulnerability is defined in many different ways by many people. But just so you know here in Inner Light Ministries, the way we look at vulnerability is simply making ourselves open and available to God. And so when we use that word here, please know how we define it or perceive it or utilize it here when we talk about it. Because Jim and I look at the word vulnerability as a key word that is so important on this pathway of awakening in the soul's union with God. It's important to open ourselves, to open ourselves, to take the risk of getting hurt. Because guess what? When we do that, when we open ourselves to take that risk, well, that opening is where we actually let go of all that conditioning, of all the pain. We give ourselves the opportunity by opening. It's a simple action, but oh my God, how many years? And if we want to talk about other lifetimes, of all that conditioning, of where we've been shut down, suppressed, oppressed, I know it's not easy to start opening up in one lifetime, let alone within a few weeks, months, or years. But nonetheless, it's a valuable attempt or process to take part in. And every time we go to meditate, that's exactly what we're doing, is opening that door, that spiritual door here, 
to really begin to heal and to find that release, what often we will call in here soul liberation or freedom, that is an action of this pathway of sound and light, always has been. It's about the soul gaining liberation and freedom from all those things that would get it caught up in this physical creation of the mind, the imagination, the emotions, the body. But that's not the real purpose. That's secondary. But sometimes we get too caught up and make that our primary focus. I know a lot of us will get really caught up in taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions and working that loving, accepting forgiveness process, the LAF. And we need to do that too, but not to lose sight of the action of meditation as the primary action. And what that action of meditation truly is about the soul really looking to God and loving God. And in that is how we open to also receive God's loving for us and all that comes with that. Whether you call it grace or blessings, no matter what you call it, it's all that movement of loving and that's what's key here. Without that, I don't care how much LAF and taking responsibility you do. Without that loving, it just will never get done. So when we talk about God first and God only, well, that action of meditation is the main single action that can be taken for that to take place. So make that your primary focus. Make that your first service to yourself. We're in the time of the holidays, the holy days, but yet every time, every day that we choose to meditate, we are making a holy day. I know I tend to joke around and play a lot here, and sometimes I wonder if maybe it distracts people from that greater sacredness or holiness. That's what is really going on here. If it has, I apologize. Hopefully, it's just help open the doors through the playfulness to access that innocence and create a space where we can be vulnerable. There's a purpose in that. And that is exactly that, to open up, to be vulnerable. Because I know we won't do that with one another, let alone with God, until we feel safe. That we can, once again, open up and be vulnerable. And so we spend a bit of time in working on that. But really, the simplest and easiest work is just loving God and meditation. It really is. That's why we start all these gatherings with the meditation. And from there, all the rest unfolds. If you don't already, I'd recommend starting your day with meditation, ending your day with meditation, doing a meditation in the middle of the day. Try it, even if it's just a few minutes. You know my old jokes when I had the nine-to-five job on my lunch break? 
I take half an hour to eat and half an hour to go meditate, or my little other joke is in the middle of the day, I go sit in the bathroom stall. Of course, everybody else thinks I'm in the bathroom, but what was I doing but meditating? I wasn't constipated for all those people who wondered, why is he in there so long? Maybe spiritually, but maybe not. Because when we're regular meditators, oh my God, see, I can't help it. From spiritual movements to bowel movements, okay. I can't help myself, that's just part of my nature, accept me or not. That is part of my expression. And that is part of this expression here. But truly, let's not lose sight. Because all that playfulness and laughter doesn't happen unless that grace and loving is present. And that only can be present when we really open ourselves to allow it to be. This is not anything we're creating in here. We don't create loving. Loving already is. We are that loving, and all we're doing here is being that loving in expression. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. And you are an expression of that living, loving essence. So don't hold back. But make your first expression with loving God. Make that your first expression. And then share that with the God in all things and one another after you share that with God directly. Take time to meditate. I know in here we recommend 10% of the day, which is 2 hours and 24 minutes. Two and a half as we round it up. But even if it's just two and a half minutes, take the time. Every time you do, you never know what miracle might show up just because you opened a door and what was on the other side. Because believe me, it can happen a lot faster than two and a half minutes, maybe two and a half seconds. And it may take two and a half hours. Because sometimes there's a lot of conditioning and garbage that we've got to move through and have that bowel movement of all that life experience that has caused us or that we've chosen to react and shut down from and through. But here's the thing. I don't talk about it a lot in here because I've seen what people have done with it over the years. But when we can really open up to the grace, God really is present. And that grace really is where the magic is, the miracles, and anything else you want to call it. And we have to open ourselves to have that experience. The challenge is when we try to make it happen. And that's often what people do with prayer. That's why we don't talk about it a lot in here because people with prayer will try to manipulate God and get God to do what they want for the reasons they think, even if they're good. Heal this person, heal me. Give me this, give them that. 
Well, how about just giving God something rather than always asking for something from God? Because I'll tell you what, you give God your loving and your joy. Well, you've heard it before. What goes around comes around. What you put out, you get back. So work on giving God your loving. And maybe ask God, what does God want from you? Rather than asking God what you want from it. Instead of he or she or it. Try it. Try a different perspective and approaching God in a different way. It's worth giving it a try. Because really, in truth, it is only we within ourselves that have closed down the doors. And it's up to us to open them back up. Without that grace, they say without God, with God all things are possible. Well, without God or without that grace, well, then a lot's not possible. The ego can do so much. And it's also a challenge for the ego to not try to control and get its way. And that's why this action of meditation and really living this pathway of sun and light, especially if you've been initiated, is a very humble pathway. Because we've got to be willing to lay down the ego, to bow down and humble ourselves. Unfortunately, the ego looks at that as humiliation. Humiliation. Sure, it may feel embarrassing. We may feel ashamed. Is that a bad thing, though? Well, we've made it bad because of how it feels. So we judge it. And we do what we can to avoid those situations where we feel embarrassed or humiliated. Not realizing we're actually avoiding and keeping that door closed. And our suffering and pain is because that door is closed. And whenever we approach it, there's a lot of guards around that door. And those guards are different qualities, such as humiliation, embarrassment, shame, guilt, judgment, fear. Those are all the guards that are guarding that doorway, that door that you want to step through. Because on the other side of that door is your freedom. And you've got to find a way to get past those guards. And so we do. The fight or flight. We'll try to fight those guards and overcome them, prove who's boss, who's powerful. And then when we do that, we realize they batch our strength. There's no winning. And then once we attempt to do that, what happened? Well, now those guards are aware of who we are and we're attempting to gain access and go through that door. And in that awareness, now they come after us. So now we run. We run in fear, afraid we're going to be hurt or killed. And that's all just inside of ourselves. This door I'm talking about is right here. The seat of the soul, the spiritual eye, is that doorway within our own physical consciousness. When we meditate, and focus here, we come up to that door when we're chanting, when we're loving. That is how we open that door. 
But also when we approach that door, we're going to confront and face all those guards that are guarding it. And I'm talking of now. Funny thing is, those are all of our own creations that we've created out of our reactions in fear and judgment. Well, maybe it's time now. Instead of fighting or flighting, instead of running away, how about just facing those guards, those embarrassments and shames and humiliations? How about just facing them with loving and acceptance? Accepting that maybe, just maybe, what Jim and I are sharing is true, that each of us has created them all. It hasn't been done to us or against us, but just maybe we as creators made in the likeness of God in this negative creation, I say that with parentheses because that's the way it appears and feels and looks and sounds, and those qualities that we may call fear and judgment, shame, embarrassment, the way they appear and how we experience them. That pain is simply the separation because we've closed that door from all those creations through our reactions. But when we can come to that place of now facing Yes, this is another way of saying facing our fears. When we can start to face the humiliation, the embarrassment, the pain of all that and move into a place of loving and accepting responsibility for what we've created, this is the big one to opening this door, is accepting responsibility for what we've created rather than judging and fearing it and blaming Everything else, here's an easy one. Anytime you find yourself blaming or making excuses, then you know you're closing that door. Anytime. I don't care how big the blame or excuse or how little it is. It's all the same. It is not until we can face all these things inside and move into accepting responsibility for our creation and to begin to love and accept that which we've created. Until then, it will ever remain guarding that door, keeping us separate from God. But the day we can begin to truly move into that LAF process and accept responsibility, those guards will bow down to you and give you access and open the door for you. That's the real action of grace. But it's not you alone who has to do this. You simply have to be willing to confront and look and to learn of what you've created. And then in that, 
the grace of God will enter into your kingdom, your inner kingdom, empower you and liberate from that which you have created. Yes, it is through your own loving that this is done, but understand your own loving and truth is God's loving for you. God created you. You are that loving that God is. And so it is up to you to recognize that and to participate with it the way that it works, not the way you want it to, the way that it does work. And that's what we attempt to share in here is how that works. That's a lot of the work. It's 90% of the work, and it seems like the battle, the challenge, the struggle, and it is. But once you can do that, that's where you're going to find the grace and the blessings now beginning to truly manifest in your consciousness and through you. And then that wonderful word service I was talking about earlier before meditation will automatically show up. Because the true service is God in expression, and that is you sharing your loving. That's the way I define and look at true service, is the sharing that loving. But in order to share it, we first, first have to, there's no other way than to serve ourselves first by confronting all the guards at the door and beginning to accept responsibility and learn from our creations. And then that loving and accepting, forgiving is right there. It just shows up. Because guess what? It doesn't just show up. It's already there because we, the soul, are that loving, accepting, and forgiveness in expression. In other words, we just show up to ourselves and our conscious awareness. That's why we call this a path of spiritual awakening. We've just been asleep because we've allowed the guards at the door of all the fear and shame and embarrassment and guilt and closing the door. It's dark and we've gone asleep. But now we're beginning to turn the light on and wake up. And this is the process by which that is done. But going back to where I began, to make this the most simple, easy action is to return to the first service of meditation and open up and invite God's grace in. Oh, God can get past the guards. So in other words, God can come in. The challenge is, is you getting out. But once that door is open and you moved into that accepting responsibility and loving and accepting and forgiving it all, well, then you have free access and movement to now step through that door because now nothing stands between you and God so that you, the soul, can begin to now step beyond your own inner kingdom of all your own thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions and now into the greater kingdom. Just like we have this physical world, 
these other realms that we speak of, the astral, causal, mental, etheric, and soul and spirit, those are worlds just like this physical world and physical universe. And here we are in these bodies moving around. Well, so is the soul in these other bodies moving throughout these other realms, these other worlds. But to do that, we've got to do the inner work. And why we spend so much time like I'm now talking of that. Because that work of handling our karmas, which is simply learning our lessons, is what we're here in this creation to do anyway. To learn from our experience and to love all of our experience rather than judge it or make it wrong. To love all of our experience and to love ourselves within it. And then we can begin that greater journey, that journey now beyond the physical and truly through these other realms that we speak of. This is a pathway of soul transcendence where the soul transcends not only the physical consciousness, but the astral, causal, mental, and etheric as well. To transcend it all. And not even only into the soul realm itself, but to even transcend that, where the soul truly begins to merge back into that ocean of loving that God is. That's really the greater journey that this pathway is about and always has been. And how we have shared over the years the actions of the blue light and the purple light as we've talked about it in here. But just as a reminder, that blue light what we speak of is a movement of God's loving that is there assisting us in learning to take responsibility and learn our lessons and to love and accept and forgive it all. And that purple light is that action of the sacred name and initiation that is the primary focus and meditation that is that way. Sometimes it's like a conveyor belt and a, an elevator, a tunnel, a stream, a ray of light. That way truly is God's Holy Spirit that is bringing who we are as the divine spark, the soul, home back to itself where we've been caught up in all these other realms and levels of consciousness. Well, that grace of God, that violet light of spirit, that sacred sound, that name of God we speak of and share and meditate upon is the actual path of sound and light that the soul journeys upon and through in its travels of soul transcendence. And that's the greater action that this path to sun and light always has been upon this planet and many other places. 
And we're going to start talking more about that. Because a lot of you have really been doing the inner work and are beginning to wake up more to that greater knowing of the journey of the soul through these other realms, that action of that violet light. And that's the primary action that we really want to focus on. But we have to work it all, which is why I'm trying to cover it all today. But at some point, we want to get back to making the meditation and the violet the primary focus. Every time you hear Jim say, God first and God only, that's the real action we can take to make that so, is the meditation. Make that sacred name primary. If you haven't been, come back to it. If you haven't been initiated, use the hue, the anahue. Work with that. It's still the same focus and movement of that frequency of loving. It's there to serve the soul. God is serving you. God is serving you. You just have to open, invite, and allow. And that's making yourself vulnerable. So this action of soul transcendence, the real movement of God's grace. At some point, every soul will begin to realize it can't do it alone. And at some point, when that day comes, then God will bring that soul present where it can receive the assistance, both inwardly and outwardly. Make no mistake about it. It's divinely orchestrated. When that time is, God directs the soul to that place in the world that we call a spiritual teacher in which God can share with the soul that divine name that is holy and sacred knowing that this is the avenue for the soul to come home. And in that sacredness is the developing of a very intimate, sacred, profound relationship between teacher and disciple. One that should be taken seriously, sincerely, sacredly. And the more we make that relationship sacred, well then the more that sacred name that the teacher shared with you can really serve you. The spiritual teacher is here to serve you. And yeah, it's nice to be reciprocated because it is in giving and receiving. And that giving is the service of loving. 
but it only works when it's a true movement, not one that is done out of feeling unworthy, having to earn it, out of judgment or have to or obligation. It doesn't work that way. And I like to look at it as not one of trying to make or do anything in the world, but rather one of just being open and loving inside. When we ask you to meditate upon the sacred name, we ask you to focus at the seat of the soul, to look for that inner light, that purple or blue or golden white. But also if you don't see that, we haven't talked about it in a while, but we do mention in the Nishit's Handbook about visualizing the radiant form of the spiritual teacher. And that's a very effective tool as well. You can visualize my or Jim's face with a purple or blue light. And that visualization, in truth, is putting forward our intention, our focus and purpose of developing that relationship in this world, it looks like a relationship with one another. But if you understand the true relationship of the teacher and disciple, it is about the soul's relationship with God. It is all about loving. Please understand that. To bring that back as a focus if you've lost sight of that. To begin to honor that relationship. Just as a few months ago I started sharing about this honoring our time together ways of being, where do you think that came from? These are ways of being in relationship that as we practice them, it develops a relationship with God. And myself or Jim or any spiritual teacher is just a focal point in which we can develop that action of loving. We talk about loving God and opening and receive God's loving. Most of us, all of us for that matter, don't really know what that is until we wake up and have the experience and know. So the way God set it up is through that action of loving one another. Unfortunately, loving one another, if we're not awake to the loving, often it's all the ego process. But if you can begin to practice that loving one another with one who is awake and aware, and God has given that mantle to develop that relationship where that authority of the Holy Spirit is placed to share that sacred name to develop the soul's relationship with God directly. Well, that is to be utilized. And those of you that are coming to Interlight Ministries, that's why you're here is coming to develop that relationship with God. And this relationship in the world is just here to serve that.
But that is secondary. Primary is inside. To go with them. To work with the radiant form of the spiritual teacher. When you see Jim or myself or the purple or blue light, that is God's Holy Spirit being present with you in relationship with you, loving you, giving you the opportunity to love God back and love yourself. But often we find ourselves unworthy and we find it hard to love ourselves. It's a lot easier. I don't know why, but it's always easier to love somebody else. But if you understand this and start loving God through that radiant form, you'll start to awaken and know that loving within and for yourself. And you'll find that unworthiness begin to melt away. And realize there was really nothing to be worthy or unworthy about anyway. But that loving has always been there. We just lost sight, took it for granted for a while. And now we're redeveloping, rekindling that relationship. So we're going to begin to make this relationship more profound the way that it is. Or at least I'm going to. So in making myself vulnerable, maybe I haven't made this serious enough. It's time for me to take this more seriously. So I'm going to start doing that. Because I've been pretty miserable not. It's been too easy getting distracted and caught up in all the details. And I've been realizing lately, it's been getting more and more important for me to get back to the main focus and true purpose of what we're doing here. And for me to accept responsibility and to learn from the action that I'm in here. I've been trying to avoid or put it off because some of what comes with it is not exactly enjoyable. It's been hard in a lot of ways. It's probably been the hardest year ever. And I know a lot of you, and around the world for that matter, it's been a pretty challenging year. 
just know when I go into reaction and resist it, it makes it even harder. And this is where I found vulnerability to serve me. And when I can let go, it just makes it easier. And I have a new acronym for CRY. Crying releases you. C-R-Y, CRY. I've been doing a lot of that the last few weeks. One of the things that I haven't really accepted until more recently that I've known and I've heard other spiritual teachers share their process, that this action of soul liberation well, comes with a price. And that price is working with each disciple and assisting and handling the karmas with them. Just as we shared initiation, up until initiation, your karmas has been in the hand of the one who rules this world, Lucifer, Kalner Engine. And at initiation, those karmas are placed with God, which is the radiant form. Well, guess what? That radiant form, it moves in and through this consciousness, and so while it moves in and through this physical consciousness here, well, then I've been finding, as every teacher has, there's a personal process of having to work with and handle some of those karmas. And so it's challenging at times. So when you see me have some tears today, it's both the vulnerability of opening to the loving, and in that opening to the loving is also releasing some of the pain of the process. But I'm doing that today and wanting to share that more. Just for myself to accept what comes with this. But also I've been finding, as I've been sharing it with some of the initiates, that I've been finding that they've been surrendering to the process themselves and becoming more vulnerable and I have found that very beneficial. Not only for myself and each of you, but for the whole process. But also realizing this is just the way it works. Whether I like it or not, or anybody else. It's unfortunate the world judges it and looks at these things and calls names, such as cult. Like that's a negative? Go look up the definition. It's not negative. It's any group of individuals who gather with a common purpose. So, well, yeah, we're a cult. We cultivate unconditional loving and truth. Me and my acronyms. We are a culture of unconditional loving and truth. So I guess that defines us as a cult. There are good ones. They're not all the bad ones, just left the road here. I always joke around, and again, maybe I shouldn't, but it's just who I am. I always remind people, it's about the purple light, not the purple Kool-Aid. So, <laughs> they had the color right, just the wrong substance. I have to do this for myself, because it is pretty cruel what the world does. But I know it needs to be acknowledged as well 
Because if we don't, we feed it with fear by avoiding and denying. And that does not work in this action of soul liberation. Only loving works. And so we have to do whatever we need to do to be loving. Funny thing is, all we have to do is surrender everything that's not. That's it. The role of the spiritual teacher, the sacred name, the initiation, the meditation, the LAF, the taking responsibility, all of that is just the way to do it. That's why we keep saying it over and over. If you noticed over the years, we haven't introduced much new other than maybe a new place to gather and Broadcasting, so yeah, we've got a few new things, but not the teachings, not the action, not the way God works. I'm ready to get back to that sacredness. I've had enough of the world. Back to the holy days rather than the holidays. But also in acceptance of the holidays in the world, not in againstness. It doesn't work. I want to find myself complaining less and just accepting more. I want to find myself looking and learning rather than blaming making excuses. I want to find myself living more in the sacredness rather than in the separation and the disturbance that comes with it. I want to find myself doing less of telling people what to do and rather accepting myself how I am I'm going to find myself doing this differently from here on out not even knowing what that necessarily means, other than knowing it's time for change. There's a lot of change going on, I know, for a lot of us. If you haven't, if you're not one of those people, just take a look around. I'm tired of change being so hard. I used to find it exciting and fun. I don't know what the hell happened to me the last 16 years. In one of our staff meetings a few weeks back, when I was sharing, Spirit brought forward a, a, a new little thing that you'll be seeing in the Christmas cards coming out to you this year. Freedom, fun, laughter, and loving. 
So maybe that's the theme for the new year here. At least I hope it is. The way I've been feeling, it's just a hope right now. Somehow, though, we just keep on trucking, don't we? I don't know how many times the last couple months I've said to Jim, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) I'm like, do you think I'm going to walk or am I going to stay? It ain't easy. The joke is, years ago, when this started happening, Jim and I were in Hawaii one time down at the Kahala Hotel, I guess it is now. And I remember being so upset, just not being able to handle all the dynamics and energy of this so well. I said, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm done with this. I literally walked out the hotel room, left the hotel, walked down the street, made it, what, a few hundred yards? <laughs> little park down there. Some of you in Hawaii know the park. Laid on the picnic table for half an hour, meditated, and then I was done, and I walked back and had a good laugh. I've been crying more this year, though, than I did back then. (laughs) So hopefully we'll get back to more of that laughter. I know that's going to be hard for you. (laughs) So in sharing this, I'm being open and honest with you. It's been a heck of a hard year. Been a lot of hard learning. And it does hurt. And that's the risk of being vulnerable. The good news is you can't leave yourself, just like I can't leave this action. I know the truth that it's God working through me, that it's not me. I know that. I'm just having to accept more of the responsibility of that truth. So I'm inviting each of you to do the same for yourself and with me. Not as a vow, not as an allegiance, not as a promise. We don't do that here. Just simply as an action of loving yourself and God. I'm not even asking anybody to love me. I've never done that. In this role, it's always been just asking you to love yourself and love God. I'm not here for the compliments or the praise. It's nice that comes around because when you really love people, you get a lot of compliments and praise, and that's wonderful. What's wonderful is the loving behind the praise. And I know that's what we all want. And all we have to do is that loving in order to receive loving. So always remember that. It is truly that simple. Take the time and meditation to love God and in doing that, you'll find that loving of God for you.